Hello and welcome to episode 20 of First Geek 411. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Franklin, and with me as always, the Filipino Fez, Chris Nicolay. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. <laughs> At least, yeah, yeah. it's finals week, kind of. It's dead week, technically. Ish. I oh, think. dead week. Is that what it is? Dead week is the week before finals I've never finals had week. a real dead week, so. Yeah, I never have either. <laughs> it was always, hey, it's dead week, here's three tests. Like or here's where all your papers are due. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I've been good. How about you? Doing well. Um, you can go ahead and so a lot of the stuff that's been going on with me falls into our first segment, which was our last segment. But um, in the what have we been playing, reading, watching, or listening to? But so for me, one of those big ones is Frisbee's back on. And so tonight's the first night of the Monday Frisbee group that I play. Spoilers, we don't record this on Friday right before it goes live. Um, and so I played Frisbee. Yeah. Um, and so I played Frisbee yesterday, and then I'm playing Frisbee again today. We're going to see how this goes. <laughs> Might come fine. home early. As for me, in terms of sports, I did play a lot. Of, I bowled a lot this weekend. Instead of playing tabletop games. Because <laughs> we did not bowl on a tabletop. I'm sorry. That's just not possible. <laughs> you know, you should have tried. You, nope. What you could have done is put the ball, a table between the lane and the pins, or like you and the pins, and had to bounce the ball off the table into the pins. Yeah, I'd like to see you do that with a 15-pound ball. Why does it have to be a 15-pound ball? Some of us, Maybe some of us like to bowl with a 6-pound ball. Yeah, not going to happen at a state tournament. So, yeah, I was bowling in. <laughs> so, I bowled at. Uh, so, this weekend we made it to. Uh, me and a friend of mine went to. drove out to Billings, Montana for our state bowling tournament. Um, did actually pretty well. I bowled. I definitely bowled above my average. Um, What'd like you bowl? 19 pins. So, I bowled. On average, I bowled a 182. That's really good, I think. Yes. That's in really terms good for of, me. Like where I normally bowl, like <laughs> so. Well, in, like that. So that's that's uh, 19 pins above my average, which is really good for tournament. Like that's mm -hmm. typically what you want to do since right. it's a handicap tournament. Um, but I didn't do as well in my first few games. But yeah, we bowled six games a day. We got there, uh, so we had some mishaps. Um, he forgot his balls to pick up his balls the night before. So, oops. <laughs> we could. We were supposed to be there that morning, and we couldn't leave because the bowling alley wasn't open yet. So uh, we delayed. Um, left at one. Apparently, we forgot to swing by and pick up his balls again on our way out. So <laughs> we had to call his mom and have her pick them up and then drive as fast as she can and meet us so we could get to the alley in time to our <laughs> time slot. It was an adventure. It was, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so I bowled 12 games. That's a weekend. lot. Yes. Yes. My arm is def My left arm is definitely a lot stronger after this weekend than my right. But. <laughs> uh so that's what i've de been doing for the most part uh since it was national uh national tabletop day right? international. international international yeah this is All not right. just confined to one nation um this is international i'm assuming you did some some tabletop stuff what did you do yeah yeah um i'd wanted to do more the local game shop the portal here um in connect here in uh, manchester connecticut does a or did a board game auction where you could bring games that maybe you didn't want to play anymore and you could actually auction them off to people. 
and I was hoping to swing by that. I wasn't able to make it. Um, my church went and fed the homeless instead. And so it seemed like probably the better thing to do. And so it's not tabletop oriented though, but you're, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but that night after, um, doing that and I had to go help some people with their, let their dogs out. I went to Rhode Island, played, um, at least four board games. I played snow tails, which is a dog racing, um, like sled dog racing game. It was, it was pretty fun. I got third. I got beat by one place, which was kind of sad. And then the first player, first place player destroyed us all. He was also the only one that had played the game before Jason. And then played a game called lost cities, which is kind of like Jin but with five different suits and you have to go in order. And so basically make straights, but you can skip numbers. So you can go from like two to four, but after you've played the four, you can't go back and play the three. And so we played ultimate werewolf, um, which is kind of like mafia. If anybody's ever played like the normal deck of cards, card game mafia. And then we played seven wonders, which was a ton of fun. It's one of the games that I brought and. I think my very first night with this group, I taught them how to play and it was kind of over their heads. And then since then they've played so many other board games that now it's kind of just easy. <laughs> and so they're like, That's Oh, the thing. like once you understand like some of the general mechanics that are released in a lot of tabletop games, yeah. like other, it gets easier to learn some of the more complicated ones. Right. And one, like one I of the guys was like, wonders is super complicated, but right. It all depends on where you're at. Yeah. Um, and this was like six months ago that I, we, I introduced it to them. And so they've played a ton since then. Um, one guy was like, oh, this is just an intense version of um, Sushi Go. And we're like, yep, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was my tabletop day. I also nice. posted my collection on our account. So if anybody's interested. And I think I, and I just went and added it to Board Game Geek. So it's all up there too. All right. Um, did that. Played some Persona 5. Working through that third palace still. What else about you? Have you been up to anything else besides? Um, so this weekend I did like so when I got back, uh, I watched started watch last night. I started watching uh, Dear White People. Um, so originally there was a movie, Dear White People, is released, um, but now so then they now released a series, a TV series or Netflix series. Um, it's a Netflix original. Uh, where they kind of break it down and go a little farther into um, like the storyline or whatever. And they cover like each individual person's point of view kind of. <laughs> so it's interesting. You get better grasp of what's happening um, a little, you feel a little closer to the events, um, which is super cool. Uh, I think they, I mean, I'm still evaluating it, but I think they've done a good job. So is it a documentary? Race issues. No. Okay. No. It's set up kind of like a documentary, like, in a way, but no, no, no. It's, it's still just fiction, but okay. they cover race issues pretty well, I think, um, in terms of, like, covering um, the different perspectives, even from just, like, the one, just from the one side, mm -hmm. the black side, um, the, you have the more militant, like, well, yeah, we're not going to just sit down and be quiet, whereas, and then the more, not necessarily assimilationist view, uh, but they do cover all these things. Kind mm -hmm. of. So it's cool. It's a good series. Uh, I need to finish it, but yeah. talk more about it. Let's see. 
my last thing. I started using Amino, where we're really kind of digging more into Amino, um, which is like this social media app, basically. Um, and so some people here, this might be their first time listening. They might have come from Amino. So if so, welcome. Glad that you could be here. It's cool chat stuff. Um, it's kind of like blogging. Um, it's kind of like a more visually appealing Reddit. Um, but my, my issue with it as a platform is that you have to like have a new profile for every single like group that you're in. And so like your name carries, but like if you like set up like a, like a profile, like this is who I am. You have to go and redo that for every single one. Well, did you put that in your review? I'm doing a review. We don't, we don't review social media platforms. Well, maybe you should because they won't fix it unless they know. So, Just like we can't fix anything unless we know. So you guys should be, make sure you comment and give us feedback as well. Hey, good segue. We can't ask people to give us fe- comment and feedback if we don't comment and feedback on things as well. You're right. You're right. <laughs> but one of the big aminos, oh, there's two big ones that I've been involved with. One's the PlayStation one, um, which for obvious reasons. And then the other one is just geek dumb in general. And so yeah. I had some good conversations with people in both of those. I actually posted a uh, for International Tabletop Day, posted a blog in that Geek Dumb one, just about basically five games to play if you've never gotten into board gaming. And so that I think went pretty well. I don't know. Got some likes, got some comments. Seems so like a good. thing. It's a, but Sounds like a cool platform. I mean, it's yeah. worth looking into. Check it out, guys, if you... Maybe we'll start our own Amino. Yeah, that's actually one of the reasons I was messing around with it was to see if it's something that we would want to do. But let's go ahead and get in. So real quick, um, I see that it's an app. Is it does it have a desktop platform or is it exclusively on? I don't think it has a desktop platform. I think you have to be on your phone, which is another gripe that I have with it. Yeah. Okay. And And so but let's move on. Yeah. Uh, so video games as usual we start off with uh, let's start off with releases um, yep. really only one noteworthy one um, Prey uh, as of today there is a one hour demo out mm-hmm. and then it releases on the 5th or so it should be out by the time you listen to this but it mm-hmm. looks like a pretty intense shooter game and I just realized we didn't get a silly game of the week so pause to find a silly game Our silly game of the week uh, is going to be Super Rude Bear Resurrector. Um, and as, like, I guess kind of complete disclosure. Resurrection. you right, you're right. And so I, I guess it's like a full disclosure. I don't think the description is that good or bad, but the name of the game is Super Rude Bear Resurrection. And I feel like that needs to be acknowledged. So it's by um, Vorpal Games. It's a platformer. So here we go. Rude Bear is a gangster bear from East London who's, sum- who's summoned back in time to medieval England to fight his nemesis, the wizard, and forced to overcome challenges that are so lethal he'll probably need to be resurrected hundreds of times to stand any chance of getting out. So Sounds quirky. Nothing his crazy. nemesis is the wizard. Just, just the wizard. It's yep. a very... Um, and he is a gangster bear from East London. Right. It's a very like Doctor Who esque. It's the wizard, but um, that's about all I know about Time Lords is that they're all the something. 
But, but yeah, super rude. Bay Resurrection. If it's a fun game, let us know. Maybe we'll go check it out. But getting into the news, um, we mentioned this last week that y'all would know about it by the time we, we um, the episode went live. But as a type of recording, we didn't know. And that's the Call of Duty World War Two has officially been re- announced. We have a trailer for it. Um, one of the quotes is, it'll focus on a war story that's grounded, human, and intimate while still delivering the familiar horrors of events like D-Day and the Battle of the Bulge. And so, if you like Call of Duty and you haven't liked how kind of outrageous it's gotten with mech suits and wall running and all of that, um, maybe this will be a good thing for for you to check out. It's being developed by Sledgehammer Games. So, we'll see. The trailer is very World War II-y. Like, what does that even mean? It looks like World War II-y. It makes like some, looks like something made about World War II. So, <laughs> um, so in other nudes, uh, we have some good numbers coming out. So PS4 hit its best year yet, selling 20 million units this year mm-hmm. for a grand total of 60 million units yeah 60 million unit install base which is so pretty solid but they are projecting to slow down um now because mm-hmm. i mean that's quite that's good market saturation at this point so that's i right. mean toning down your production now is a good time to do it like especially after a huge year like 20 million it's like okay yeah and a part wanna... of that too was ps pro and the slim stuff like it was a good I year mean, to get new accessible. hardware yeah yeah and so um so that's super cool. Um, in other terms of numbers, Mario Kart 8 um, became the number one selling game in, or is the number one game in uh, UK since Pokemon White. Yeah. But also worldwide, apparently, uh, about 50% of Switch owners have purchased Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Which is a, a lot. That's, that's But not more than the number of Switches that are bought, so... Yeah. So it's not, it's no Zelda, but I think that this is really. But it's also one of those games that you wouldn't buy at a time, I feel like, just because you want to play it with other people. Yeah. To me, this is kind of one of the challenges that Nintendo is going to have to face. Like, it's great that Mario Kart 8 did this and is sold those numbers, but they need to be getting non Nintendo software. Like, not published by Nintendo software to move that kind of numbers. And so like, that's how they're going to get out and actually start growing the fan base. I mean, but, right now it doesn't matter about the fan base right now because they are sold out. Well, that's a whole nother conversation, <laughs> but I mean, no, I, 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 <laughs> what I mean is like your fan base is just waiting to grow, but they can't because no one can get their hands on it outside of your current fan base. Like <laughs> if you're, entire fan base is still waiting on units you can't grow outside of that fan base yeah but we're always not accessible right right and like i said that's a whole nother issue right that's that's a classic nintendo it's like not producing enough units issue but they need to be be making games that are going to make non maybe that are going to make people that don't like the nintendo franchises want to buy their system and so so that then but, hopefully get those know, to pull those kind of numbers. But. Well, at this point, it's also a good thing that a lot of these games aren't coming out till later because, like, if if I can't play the game because I can't get my hands on a Switch, it's like, well, why would I Switch right now? Like, 
everything's just going to... I'm pretty sure a lot of people are just settling on waiting at this point. Yeah. It's just an obnoxious thing. Because now I'm waiting. I'm not getting it anytime soon. I'm not getting it this summer. Right. It's be ridiculous. Um, does look like ha- at present you can buy them on Amazon. But Yeah, for overprice. Um... Yeah, there was a there's a bundle that's very expensive. Yes. With the, well, it has about a, the only way you can buy it is through the bundle. Right. It does also come with a SD card though and a <gasps> game. But. Oh my. <laughs> hey, when like modern games are bigger than the built-in storage on the system. But what I mean, my point is is that you're still like that bundle isn't a deal. It's not a bundle deal. It's right. literally market price for everything, but you just pay one price at once. Instead of having right. to go through and shop. <laughs> right. But it's, I mean, it's a bundle being sold by Nintendo. And it's also the only th- way you could buy it on Amazon. Yeah. Is through that bundle. So yeah. either way, you can't just pay $300 and get your Switch. You're now paying $600 to get your Switch. Why? Because the only way you can get it is through that bundle. Right. I'm there with inaccessible. you. Yeah, I'm just saying, you know. I, like, I'm agreeing with you that it's inaccessible. It, yeah. I, I just, once again, it, they need to be giving non-Nintendo, people that aren't fans of the Nintendo systems, a reason to want it. And so, but we can move on. We got some, we got some trailers this week. Um, we got a new trailer for um, Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age. And then we got a trailer for the new Nemesis system for Shadows of War. Um, what did you think of the Zodiac Age trailer? Mm. This looks like Final Fantasy XII. Okay, that's kind of how I felt. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> as someone who's played Final Fantasy XII or whatever, like, the trailers aren't that big of a deal. Like, I already know I'm getting this. Like, obviously, it like be- between the gap of this and this, like, I don't really remember what Final Fantasy XII looked like, so I'm assuming this just looks better. <laughs> but <laughs> but maybe not know. by much. Yeah, like... exactly. You know, and, you know, after seeing through a panel about Final Fantasy XII and stuff, like, I already knew a lot about what they're planning for the Zodiac system and everything, so... I mean, so yeah, that's the thing about trailers for remakes. It's like, okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not really new at the, like to you. Right. Right. Um, because it's not, well, for a remaster, I guess, um, it's not an actual full remake, but so it looks good. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I always I liked the I never got into Final Fantasy twelve. I think we've talked about that before. I played it a yeah. little bit and just kind of never got into the combat system. But the ideas like in the story I always thought were really cool. And so Yeah. I actually I might really end up like just the watching Let's Play. twelve. So mm-hmm. I'll be I'm excited for getting that this summer. I mean I already have mine on pre order and everything, so we'll see. But mm-hmm. So, the, yeah, that's the news. So we have that trailer. If you guys are interested in Final Fantasy XII, check that out. It's out on YouTube, obviously. Um, oh, we also have a, a new, not new trailer, but uh, new information on Shadow of War. We got some more information on the Nemesis system, just about, like, taking towers, uh, how you go about taking down strongholds, essentially, or ways you can. Um, you got some monuments you could take down that decrease their influence over the region and... Random mm-hmm. things like that and just looks really cool. Yeah, and some of the big stuff with that too is um, basically like the person, like after you take down a stronghold, the person you put in charge is going to affect what happens in that area. So like if you put down, I think they're called the Feral Clan, the people that like ride monsters. 
they'll be putting down dragon bait and then you can lure dragons there to get more dragons. Um, and then likewise, like if you do like machine clan, there'll be more forges and stuff like that. And so it's be really cool to see how the game basically shifts on that mm-hmm. and see. It's also a new month. So that means we have games with gold and PS plus games coming out games with gold. We have, um, Gianna Sisters, Twisted Dreams, Director's Cut, Laura Croft and the Temple of Osiris, Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2, and Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga. And then for PS Plus, we have Tales from the Borderlands, Abzu, Blood Knights, Port Royale 3, Pirates and Merchants, Laser Disco Defenders, and Type Raider. So... So I'm excited for Abzu. Yeah, Abzu looks cool. Um, Tales from the Borderlands is really good. It's one of those months that I'm kind of upset that the headline game is one that I already have. But it suck it. But it's a really so fun Telltale game. The series. No, I'm just yeah. Uh, so. Um. But yeah, yeah so that's that covers we... our video games for the week. Um. So let's move on to movies and entertainment. Yep. So. Um, big release this week coming out. Um. The as of the day that you are hearing this, if you're listening to it the day it goes up, is Guardians of the Galaxy. Two volume two, volume yep. two, and so super excited. I am too. I'm hopefully gonna be able to go see it this weekend. If not, I'll catch it on cheap movie Tuesday. But yeah, I don't think I'll make it this weekend, but we'll definitely make it in the next couple weeks. Mm-hmm. So we can talk about that like later. Um, yeah. Still, uh, looks so good. Looks so mm-hmm. good. And so our um, first news item kind of pertains to it. Um, Guardians has already opened in some international box offices and pulled in one hundred and one point two million dollars, and so that's a pretty strong start. Yeah, depending on what they cost to make it was right. <laughs> like of course, this is not a low production movie, obviously. But, right, right. I mean, so they need to do super well. That's the thing um, with our modern box office system is like movie cost of making movies goes up. So. Mm-hmm. the importance of those international numbers becomes more and more important so they can right. continue making said series. But I'm not yeah, surprised. Yeah, me either. It, um, the first Guardians of the Galaxy pulled in $67.4 million. So on that, on that opening weekend, some music started playing as I read the article and it got really annoying. <laughs> and so can we not do autoplay on websites, please? I just have my browser muted, so I don't even <laughs> so, worry about it. Um, yeah, <laughs> $67.4 million in um, 42 overseas markets for its debut. So, so. That's awesome. Uh, we have a potential psych movie in the works. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, there's Based not a ton the, of information on it, but... yeah, Based on the sitcom talks. that you can find on Netflix. Um, Is it still on Netflix? It was last I checked, actually. I, I I guess I did not check recently, though, so it could be taken down by then. Um, but there's basically there's they're record they're filming a movie called Psych, and there's been um, one of the I think it's the director has said that they are gonna do a Psych movie, but there's actually no confirmation that those two go are the same thing. Yep, Cameron lied. Psych is no longer on Netflix. Sorry, guys. My bad. Um, and so we don't technically know if it's the same thing, but it seems way too coincidental to not be. So I'd be okay with it. Maybe. I mean, they left it off in a good place, so 
Mm-hmm. If you guys aren't familiar with the series, super good. I enjoyed yeah. it. But you apparently it can't somewhere. go watch on Netflix. So but you can't watch it right now. So, but <laughs> speaking of Netflix, um, this month um, in May we get four of their, um, or some of their like own series. That's not the word I'm looking for. Their their yeah. original series. Original series are getting new seasons, and so some of those are Sensate. Uh, Master of None, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and House of Cards. And so I'm really excited about those first three, Sense8. But I'm really excited about Sense8, Master of None, and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, The first seasons of all of those are pretty good. And so I'm excited to get some more. Yeah, they're decent. I liked Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I didn't watch the second season, though, because, I don't know, it didn't really appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Um, House of Cards stopped appealing to me. I mean, I understand the. I mean, just with our current political climate, I could, it's hard for me to watch political shows, mm-hmm. especially ones that are blatant, as blatant about corruption as uh, House of Cards. I'm just like, oh, that's yeah. way too relatable right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I never got uh, into House of Cards. So. But. Yeah, it, it, it's an intense show, and I've, heard, I've, I've stuff. only heard good things, but I've yeah. never. I don't watch many dramas. Yeah. So, um, in other news, uh, the so back in 2000, a Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson movie came out called Unbreakable. I don't know if you ever watched that. Mm-mm. It's a super good movie. I recommend finding it and watching it. Uh, it's kind of essentially a... And this is back when M. Night Shyamalan was still good. <laughs> so a long time ago. 2000 <laughs> a long uh, time ago uh and it's essentially about a potential superhero who is pretty much invulnerable um he survives a train wreck uh he meets so that's played by bruce willis uh he ultimate him and the son ultimately meet a superhero fanatic Played by Samuel L. Jackson, who is essentially his opposite. He has brittle bone syndrome, where essentially his bones are like glass. They break really easily. Um, and it's about that. And then apparently, it turns out, which makes me want to watch Split. Split potentially is the second installment of this trilogy. Um, hmm. Setting up for Glass, um, which will be the final piece um, of this trilogy. Uh, so Glass will be out in the next couple of years. I don't know. I, I'm excited because Unbreakable was phenomenal. Granted, I was like 10 when it came out, 9 or 10. <laughs> so I'm excited about that news. So a lot of that was coming out as M. Night Shyamalan was talking about things. And he's kind of making a comeback after Split and certain things. So it'll be good. He always He's kind of one of those guys that for a while had like a one-trick pony. And then has kind of had to refine himself. So, in my opinion. But, I mean, yeah, he's always been known for his thrillers. And then he made some really bad flops that we won't talk about. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so. And with th- so that's our movies and entertainment. We'll go on to anime since it's own little thing yep. we like to talk about. So I finished Persona 4 Golden this week. And so... It does a pretty good job with following, especially, I mean, it definitely follows the true ending of the game. Um, and so there's a lot of stuff that if you were playing through the game your first time, you would probably miss. Um, 
or even after you beat the game would be spoilers, um, which is kind of weird to say uh, because it's really hard to get that true ending on your first playthrough. But it's really good. I liked it. They kind of leave a lot of the unanswered questions unanswered, which I liked. Um, but it's good. <laughs> if you played the game, go watch it. If not, there's a ton of spoilers. Well, I mean, like, I I'm pretty sure only watch it if you played the game because it is it's not made to be watched alone. Right. Like we've said before. So you'll be like, I don't know who these guys are, what are they doing, and why is it jumping all over the place? Like right. you are literally from one scene to the next, like just portions of the game. Right. And it gets really confusing. So yeah. don't watch it unless you've played the game. Or are playing the or, game. Or you do you, you know? I mean But yeah. You will but, not get the full effect if you haven't played the game. Um, but this week, I'd like to talk about uh, the anime Baruto. It is the sequel to Naruto, um, following uh, his son. Um, when, after Naruto and his friends have essentially brought the ninja world into the modern age kind of thing, um, are making some changes. It's interesting. Uh, they do a good job trying to separate Baruto from his father, but at the same time, obviously... The apple doesn't fall far from the tree, so Baruto is very much like his father. Um, uh, so yeah, there's four episodes currently on Crunchyroll. Uh, it's it's interesting. I you don't necessarily have to watch Naruto to watch this, um, but you'll have a better understanding of of the characters if you have watched Naruto. Which mm-hmm. I've I, I stopped watching Naruto a long time ago, so I'm not completely familiar with uh, like how relationships built and were established and moved on uh but it's good aren't there a ton of seasons of naruto so there's yeah. the original naruto for surrounding and then they move on to naruto shippuden um which is the big the big big one mm-hmm. that carries on forever and there's a lot yes because i think there's currently google there's 21 seasons yes so there is a lot there i'm not sure but you could also like find other you don't need to watch through everything because there is a lot of fluff in those 21 mm-hmm. seasons where there are following it. So there's alternate, there's, there's watch, like there's people who publish lists of like how you should watch things. Hmm. And you can follow that if you want to get caught, caught up quicker and just throw out all the extra stuff. Yeah. Just so I'll try to do some research idea. this week um, and have in the show notes, one of those lists or a link to one of those lists for people. So, but I mean, obviously, I'm not caught up. I haven't done any of that. I've really, I haven't even. I think I've watched only like a few episodes of Shippuden, and I never finished the original Naruto in the beginning. But I've been still kind of enjoying Baruto. Um, so that's interesting. It's cool. It's mm-hmm. it's good. Um, but yeah. So with that, let's move on to tech or, or something with the segment. I got a couple things for you guys this week. Um, it come company onkyo uh is known for their audio video equipment um they own companies like pioneer and them uh but they are rolling out some firmware updates th- that allow some of their more their newer equipment to be chromecast compatible or enabled um which is mm-hmm. super cool it's just something that a lot of tech companies are having to do now with uh the changing just the changing of the tech field or the audio video field um with advancements and just trying to keep up i think so it's a good move for them um yep. we'll see what other things they do from here on out as a result um onkyo has also just been a phenomenal company like in terms of creating 
uh, good products. They're a good company if you guys need home theater systems. Uh, or do your own thing. I don't know. Like home theater yeah. systems are a lot more rare nowadays, I think. But yeah. it definitely um, seems like a good move with the rise of a lot, like especially like in our generation of people not having cable. And so, well, yeah, but I th- like they've never really been involved with cable. This is definitely more like it's important. Just I don't know how to explain it, but. I guess you don't need to buy a Chromecast because all of these are like they do a lot of audio video receivers and that's mm-hmm. where all your speakers come in. And then it's what breaks things into your Dolby surround formats. Right. Uh, right. So I think it's just bringing, making sure that you don't need to buy a ton of new equipment if you recently bought stuff and you want it to be Chromecast enabled. Mm-hmm. So that's super cool. Um, this week we also have a Microsoft event. Um, what to expect from this event? No new hardware, more than likely. Uh, but we might see some minor new hardware. Hopefully, like there, there's talk of a potential Chromecast competitor, or not, not Chromecast competitor, uh, Chromebook competitor, compete with uh, cheap, cheap basic PCs. Um, we are see, we should see uh, some updates to Windows 10. Um, Especially after the creators, uh, whatever creators edition, I can't remember what it's called now. Um, rolled out re- recently. Um, they're gonna. It's, we're probably just gonna see a lot of stuff that's focused on education. Um, and so yeah, some maybe some updates or talk about of the future of Microsoft Office and things of the sort. Mostly just software stuff. So that happens. Uh, well, happened Tuesday, as if if you were listening to this when it comes out. Um, so it'll be cool. We'll have more information on that next week. Yep. And so that's all we have for tech. So let's move on into Magic: The Gathering and other tabletop games. Um, last week in the world of MTG, we shared with you the banned list, um, and we talked about how that doesn't really affect standard. And then Wizards did a surprise ban a couple days later, where they banned Felidar Guardian. Felidar yep. Sovereign. Nope. You know, they banned Felidar Guardian. You have I said it, it right. I have it yep. written wrong in the notes and said yep. the right thing. Felidar <laughs> Guardian. Um, to a, what I think was a lot of rejoicing from the standard community. It's kind of the impression I got from the internet and what I heard beforehand. But Yeah, because so, so for those who don't know, Felidar Guardian is part of an infinite combo paired with the Planeswalker Sealy Rai. Uh, it's a four drop that allows you to ban target permanent uh have it return mm-hmm. so what you do is so you have Sealy rye turn three feldor guardian turn four Sealy rise neg one ability is negative to two. neg two abilities create a copy of target permanent with haste um so you just bounce that so now you have an infinite number of feldor guardians all with haste yep. and because every time he bounces to healy she comes in with fresh hasn't been activated abilities yet so mm-hmm. yep and yeah you swing for win so yeah apparently so that was a really common in that meta after that so they wanted and after their hope so they went the reason why it wasn't on the initial ban list was they wanted more data and they realized that it was just gonna take over the meta so mm-hmm. that Amonkhet didn't change anything in terms of that deck um so that's cool, for, but in, yeah, 
we're still so now we're back to Mardu vehicles being uh, at least that's what we saw this weekend at uh, SCG Atlanta mm. um, was Mardu was pretty prominent um, Mardu vehicles so yep and so in the world of Commander um, Leovold was banned who is the blue black green elf that whenever your opponents or your opponents can only draw one card a turn. Yep. And so he was banned um, from the commander format. And so, and then Protean Hulk was unbanned, which is basically like a giant combo engine. And so just so you know how important uh, commander is in terms of card prices, Protean Hulk after being unbanned won up 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Like it went from like a $3 card to a $20 card. Mm-hmm. And it does help that it's Instantly. banned in modern. So, but yeah, so, but I mean, like it's but, still, but yeah, it's definitely that's just a huge for swing. a card that's really only going to see play in this format. So a huge jump. Mm-hmm. Like typically, you see cards in the twenty dollars range that are good in multiple formats, like right. modern and commander. So it's a desirable. But protein Hulk right. is super cool. So when it dies, or, or so when it leaves play, uh, you get, I think it is dies. Leaves play. When protein is put into graveyard from play. So dies. Right, but I mean wording does matter. But Well that's if you check the Oracle. Right. It so it does dies. change the dies, yes. Right. Because leaving battlefield would be flickering. So Oh that's true. Well yeah, it goes to graveyard. Right. Okay. So uh uh so. you get to search your library for six uh any number of creatures uh, with converted mana cost of six um, or less uh, total between all those yeah. creatures and put them into play. Yep. And so there's basically just a ton of combos that you can go search right. out with that. Because it turns out there's a lot of creatures that combo with converted mana cost six or less. So. Yep. But so we'll see how that cool. goes. Uh, it's, it's an I interesting mean, It's unbanned. understandable. It, they, uh, they talked about their unbanned being because uh, the meta has changed enough that there's enough answers for it, whereas when they did ban it, there wasn't a ton you could do about it or, yeah. you know, respond accordingly. So it's, it's a really good card. Um, for those who had them before, either if you need more cards, go sell them now. Yeah, you lucked <laughs> out. Super cool. Um, this is kind of full, furthering just, my desire to just go buy all of the like less than five dollar cards on various ban lists. Just for that, like, eventually they might get unbanned, and so I don't know. I'm excited. Like, if they ever unban Primeval Titan, I am set. <laughs> yeah, like stuff like that. Just man, but I don't see Primeval Titan getting unbanned. That card is too good. It is. Um, you right. So let's let's go on into Especially board games. Um, oh well, actually, real oh. quick, uh, as our transition, let's talk about convention dates. Oh yeah, yeah, let's do that because it is a little more related to Magic instead of just board games. So we have PAX West has been announced for September first through fourth, which I will mm-hmm. be attending. I hope I should be attending. Um, and then uh, we know now we have a Hasbro convention called Hascon. Um, this will be mm-hmm. the first year they do it. For those that don't know, Wizards is connected to Has Hasbro. So as a result, this is where we will first see Iconic Masters. This is where mm-hmm. the Iconic Masters pre-release will be several months before the actual release of Iconic Masters. Yeah. Um, and so the event is September 8th through 10th in Providence, Rhode Island. 
Yes. So, so I've been pushing Cameron to make sure he goes to that. Yeah, and so I because I'm, we can spo- then we can be the ones that spoil. Yeah. Iconic masters. I'm I'm excited. Um, we'll see. I don't know if I'm, I doubt I'm going to go for all of it. I've like Just I'm definitely not going for Sunday. That's all. But we'll oh, have to see what. I hope like they'll reveal what's going to happen. Like give the schedule out of like these are the days that these things are going on. But I might go Friday and Saturday or try to go Friday and Saturday. We'll see. I'm signed up to get alerted when tickets go on sale. So, yeah. So that's super cool. So hopefully we'll both be in conventions and have a lot to talk about in September, but that's mm-hmm. a long time away from here. So we'll talk more about that as we get closer. But yep. so board games. Yep. Other board game stuff. We got an article by Forbes this week on how Matt Mercer and, the, and Critical Role changed Dungeons and & Dragons. And so it's kind of just a cool... Um, interview with Matt Mercer talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Um, for those of you that don't know, Matt Mercer is the dungeon master for the critical role, um, which is on Geek and Sundry. And so he does a really good job. It's a bunch of um, voice actors playing Dungeons and Dragons. And so odds are, if you like are around, you probably know at least some characters that these people have voiced because they do all kinds of things. And so... Um, a quote that I liked was, um, this is said by the author, then fairly recently, people I would never have suspected started openly admitting that they'd played D&D, um, and some still were. Matt Mercer, along with the other Dungeons Masters like um, Chris per- Perkins um, and Jerry Hulkins, broadcast their love and enthusiasm to, of D&D to hundreds of thousands of people with pride and creativity. And so it's definitely kind of led to some of the reawakening of Dungeons and Dragons. And so, well, I mean, dun- I, I wouldn't say necessarily reawakening, but maybe expanded interest. So more people who wouldn't normally have played a tabletop RPG game are more interested in it now. Yeah. That's a better way to say it, I guess. So, um, growing up because like people who have like, there's a lot of people who have been playing D and D forever and have kept it alive and kept going through the generations. Like, so mm-hmm. now we're in fifth edition. Um, but they've been playing since original or like third edition or whatever. So yeah, super cool because, and essentially this is also where we got most of our RPG games or the concept of through D and D. Yeah. Let's see. We also got, um, this thing, um, called this game about this physical game platform called Cetus, um, which is basically, um, they market it as the next like deck of cards. And so it's a collection of, um, that's not the right number of 60 hexagonal wooden tiles. And they have a series of five dots, um, on each side. So like there's a one, one with one dot, one with two dots, one with three dots. Um, and they had actually made it without having a way to play. And they've since come up with like 12 different games that you can play kind of like how you can, with a deck of cards, play a bunch of different games. Right. And so I'm curious to see so, um, what is going to happen. I, I was looking at this concept and I was like, is deck of cards really the best description? Like, I feel like it's more like dominoes. Yeah. And then they, they're also watching talk about it as current formats. Games they have out for it are very much more like right. a dominoes type thing. Right. And so, um, and then I guess dominoes would also be a great way. It's, it's a, it's a, there is a game at least that I know of called dominoes, but there's also 
Mexican Train, there's 42, there's all kinds right, of other other games. That, games. Right. right. And so that's kind of what they're trying to do with this. Um, it's on Kickstarter right now. Um, it's about $6,000 short of its goal as of time of recording. But it's definitely something to watch. Um, it's $45 if you want to get a set of them. And then there's a $60 premium set also. So it's interesting. We'll see what happens with it. Let's see. And the last thing that we have for board games is Paste Magazine published their top um, five games of 2017 so far. Um, and so we'll include a link to that in the show notes. But the games are um, Yamatami, The Blood of an Englishman, The Colonists, Mole Rats in Space, and Forged in Steel. And that first and one's so. Yamatai? Oh, my bad. Man, you cannot pronounce things properly. I really can't, though. This is kind of my life. <laughs> Just misreading everything today. <laughs> Hashtag werewolf. So, but, werewolf. <laughs> werewolf. And so, it is really just my life. And so, so. That's, that's really all we have for news for this week. And so, yeah, we'll go so. on into um, feedback. And so, from the geekdom Amina, Amino. Wow, I am have really struggling with reading things. <laughs> geekdom um, And so, I asked them what were some SNES games that they would want to see appear on the SNES Mini that we talked about last week. Um, Eric the Doctor said Turtles in Time and Zombies Ate My Neighbor. Warshak said NBA Jam and Aladdin. And then John Smith said F-Zero and uh, Metroid. F-Zero was a good game. So I liked Turtles in Time. I feel like I, that was a, a good brawler. Now I'm going to possibly be wrong about what genre that game is. but um, I think seeing uh, Killer Instincts would be cool or... What was the claymation one? Oh man, these are things that just pop in my head, but I can't remember names. Mm-hmm. Was it just Clay Fighter? Yeah, just Clay Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Clay Fighter back when. <laughs> but yeah, there's lots of options, and I don't know. Odds are they'll just pick like the more really popular ones. I think I right. think Aladdin might make it with right permissions. Yeah, that's um, Aladdin definitely has that issue of I definitely see F Zero and Metroid mm-hmm. making it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd never heard of Zombies Ate My Neighbor, so I don't know much about that, but Nor do I, but Yeah, so that's that concludes our episode this week, guys. Um I think we've covered everything. As far I as I so. know at least. If not, we'll be really uh, confused. So yeah, <laughs> be sure to follow us on Twitter at we're at at one geek four one one. Our PlayStation community is the same thing. Email is one st geek four one one at gmail dot com. Uh, if you listen to us on Stitcher or iTunes, or apparently I'd, I haven't seen a rating system on Google Play actually, so Stitcher or iTunes, be sure to rate and comment, um, or give us any feedback you can through our email. Also follow our individual Twitter accounts. I am at. N-O-T-S-O, number four, E-I-G-N, not so foreign. Cameron is at Humor Whittle. Hmm. And that's all we got? Yep. Have a good one.